You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop, a special exclusive edition of GameScoop. Oh. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me today, Justin Davis, Scoop. Vince Ingenito, hey. Brian Altano. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm well, thank Thanks. you. <laughs> is, this is, this, what, is, what is this exclusive to? Well, so I, this yeah. is, I didn't plan this, but everything, every game we're going to talk about is an exclusive wow. for its console wow. today. It just, this is a happy accident. So oh. we're going to talk about PlayStation 4 exclusives and Xbox One exclusive, but then today, obviously, there's a lot of Nintendo news, and yeah. all these games are exclusive to Nintendo systems. Yeah, sure. big Nintendo dropping the news bombs today. Yeah, they had their first Nintendo Direct presentation of 2015. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lots of good news. Uh, maybe a good place to start is with the new 3DS XL, uh, an announcement which prompted Vince to say, what again? What? <laughs> do you yeah, wanna, I don't think I, don't I can say that okay, on camera. I don't want to say it now that the camera's rolling. I don't think rolling. I can say that on camera. very angry about it to, yeah. to no, summarize. Yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't super thrilled. Well, why don't you give people the news first, then we can talk about what it means. Release date for North American Europe, February 13th. The new 3DS XL is the only one coming to North America. The smaller, regular new 3DS is also coming to Europe. Yeah, it's a little confusing. They kind of made they made my decision for me, and I was I was on the fence of which one of these new models I wanted to upgrade to. Uh, I liked the idea of the faceplates, and mm-hmm. I like I'm I also don't want to shrink down the the 3ds XL that I've been playing for a while now. And Nintendo was just like, no, oh, we made the decision for you. Here you go. You're going big. This is the computer aware we're playing. There it is. There's the B-roll. <laughs> you talk to it like it's a sentient being. Computer, play B-roll. 200 bucks comes in new red and new black. Yeah. New 3DS is the new black. What does new black mean? 
Can you explain this to me, Altano? Translate <laughs> what, the. What I think. Wait, hold on. Why, why would that you be think, my job? You think new red makes sense, but because new I black assume, doesn't make sense? Yeah, because I assume that the new red is like a different shade of red, <laughs> but the black I can't understand. But Did you know that orange is the new black? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it happened. The landmine that was inevitable. Yep. So it has the, yeah, so you're seeing it right now on the screen. I think it's exciting. Yeah, I'm a big Amiibo guy. Yep. Uh, I've turned around on it. All, I'm really into the Amiibos. And the new 3DS, this is the only one that has the NFC reader in it. So if you have an old 3DS, you will not be able to uh, get the Amiibo functionality unless they said they were going to attach, they were going to sell maybe a little dongle that would let yeah. the old ones read yeah. the Amiibos. To me, this is, it's, it's, a, it's, it's very in line with, it's, so as a, as a video game connoisseur, I think that this is something that uh, I would be angry at just looking at the hardware market of the tra traditional ways that uh, video game hardware is released. As somebody who buys a new Apple iPhone every two years, this is totally in line with that strategy. Yes. This is sort of the iPhone 5 or the, the 4S mm -hmm. of, of uh, N Nintendo 3DS releases. We've seen so many of them in a row, and this is not reinventing the wheel. This is not the 6 Plus or something like a gigantic overhaul. Um, this is this is like minor hardware and software uh, is 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 tweaks is making this thing a little faster, a little more powerful. Uh, the C stick's pretty cool. I spent the entire morning playing with the new Nintendo 3DS in an event. So um, the C stick feels good being above the four face buttons. Yeah, it seems it just it's a strange it's place. So weird. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I mean, I trust you. I just looking at it. I just here's the thing: like games are being designed around it and yeah. not the other way. Sure. So it's not like. Call of Duty is being ported to the system with this stick right. in mind. But for subtle camera control in Majora's Mask or Mo Monster Hunter or Xenoblade, um, I think it's, I think I, I think it works. You know, I think it's serviceable. I tried it for Smash moves on in, in Smash Brothers, and I think that works fine there too. Um, it's not that twin stick shooter dedicated stick that you want it to be. Yeah. Um, but I think on a handheld, I think it works pretty well. It's uh, the thing's one ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Two hundred bucks. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. And and the reason I'm so frustrated about it. And I'm not going to get as frustrated as I got before the show started. <laughs> but the reason it bothers me, you know, it cuts to your point, Brian, where that's, that's what we're seeing is something a little bit more in line with what the mobile market does. And, you know, in the game space, usually if we're buying a new piece of hardware or if we have to buy a new piece of hardware to play certain exclusive games, like with Xenosaga is going to be only playable with the new 3DS. Mm -hmm. um, uh, usually... Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm sorry, Xenoblade Chronicles. Yes, yeah. thank you. We know um, so typically when you're doing that, it's also coming along with the idea that this new piece of hardware is also extraordinarily more powerful, can yeah, do I mean, things that you've never really seen do before. I'm saying in the game space, that's what we're used to. Yeah, but that's PS4, not true. So in the, in every Nintendo handheld, there was a Game Boy Color, right? Like Nintendo sure. has always done this with their handhelds. Like there's a history of them releasing incremental upgrades, including games that were only exclusive to the new like, there were some Game Boy games that, uh, and I think this is what we're going to see with the 3DS. I think the Game Boy Color is the parallel, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, there were games that worked on old Game Boys and then would have new stuff on the Game Boy Color. You sure. know, the Color Dungeon and Link to the Past, for example. And then there were a few games that were exclusive to the Game Boy Color, but not a ton. And that's what I think the new 3DS is going to be. Yeah. Like, look, if you have the new one, you'll get some new particle effects. The game will look a little bit better. And here are a small handful of games that only play on this new piece of hardware. So I, I pre-ordered mine. Uh, I'm excited for it. I buy every new Nintendo handheld release. I, uh, that's the good. I like it. Um, I, I'll just pile through the, the bad right now to save you the trouble. Um, <laughs> the console only comes in one, in one size, which is the XL. So you it's can't insane. buy the smaller version. Yeah. That's, we've, been, we've been seeing stuff about the face place in Japan and Europe and Australia. Literally the rest of the world has what we're not getting. That's a disappointment. Uh, the two launch colors of black and red or new black, new red, 
they're they're good, they're okay, but classic Nintendo, there's always a, vi- a very limited supply of an amount of what colors you can get at launch. And then months later, there's the the Zelda ones and the other ones. You Wait, know? I might have just understood New Black. Now, am I crazy, <laughs> or is uh, the 3DS not available in black? What? The 3DS. The current 3DS? Yeah. The, like the 3DS XL? Yeah. That, that we've all had for a while? Yeah. Yes, it is. It, it is in black? Yes, because I, I had to buy a blue one at launch because there was no black. 3DSs are basically, they're, they're, they're these uh, hosts that I, <laughs> as a parasite, move from, oh, from sure. unit to unit. So I actually had the black one that so I moved was to the Zelda yeah. one. Okay. So to correct myself, there is there all, there's a few special editions at launch. There's a Monster Hunter one. The there's Zelda the one. Zelda one, the Majora's Mask one. And they come up with a game, of course, right? Nope. So this is what you're, you're nope. You're <laughs> I'm just asking him. questions here. They so yeah, but it does. It does in Europe. Yeah, it does in Europe. It comes yeah, with like, the so game. let's continue. Like, let's let's continue to plow through the gripes. Then here's what else it doesn't come with. A, an AC adapter. An AC adapter. <laughs> so if you don't own a Nintendo 3DS, you've never bought one before. Now I always think of them. They're like it's this train that keeps going. You can get on whenever you want, right? When did you get on? Never. Have you ever bought a 3DS? Oh no, I I, I, I bought one. I bought I bought a couple this, of 3DS. Is this grammar scoop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Vince no. is sassy. Today. I done I done I done did bought a uh, a, a regular. Yeah, yeah, I have a 3DS. Yeah, Which one? 3DS. I have the regular the regular. The original. Yeah, the original. Oh, that's yeah. why you hate Nintendo no. so much. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's garbage. No, actually, I, I prefer the original 3DS to all the all the models that have come oh, that have the come XL's since then. XL's so good. Do you prefer? I it's, hate XL. Do you I hate prefer it. its inferior screen size and and <laughs> low capacity battery life? I actually, uh, what I prefer about it is the increased resolution and pixel density because it's not this big honk off screen that hasn't been upscaled in terms of its number of pixels. Okay. I cannot I imagine playing Smash 3DS on the original. And I can't yeah. imagine playing on an XL screen that literally looks. Looks like you took like a, a 480 by 40 image and blew it up. <laughs> I, can't, that's, that's, I can't possibly. So see anyway, how hold on to your chargers because the new ones don't come with them. Uh, yeah. And this this presents an issue for people who like to trade in their system and upgrade because a lot of a lot of places like Amazon and GameStop consider a complete system as having the charger. So if you take your old 3DS XL, which I have, and my charger, which I have, and I put them together in a box and I send them to Amazon, and I get the new system in return, you know, by paying a couple, what, hundred dollars or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't come with a charger, so I have to make a separate purchase now to get that. Not including the AC adapter. It's a really baffling decision. Yeah. Um, do we know how much they're selling it for separately? No. I don't know what it officially goes for, but I do know that this, we're, so, we're so deep in the game now that there's, there's, there's plenty of alternatives that are cheap, and there's yeah. third-party ones. I prefer one that's actually a USB charger that will just plug into any USB device. So we, when I originally heard that it didn't come with the AC adapter, I had no problem with it because I buy, you know, like I had a Game Boy Advance, and I got an SP, and I had a DS, and then I got a DS Lite, and like that's just, you know, and then I end up with all these AC adapters. I have them all over my apartment. I'm like, I don't need all these. What am I doing with all these? Same as I have a million, like, iPhone cables because every device I get comes with one. Um, but the more I thought about it, the trading in is a big problem. Yeah. Like a lot of people might, you know, throw all their cables and all their stuff and then get the new console for, you know, 100 bucks cheaper or whatever. You can't do that. And it makes it really hard for people that are just jumping in. Like, I don't have a 3DS. Now's the perfect time to get one. Oh, it's actually like $30 more expensive than I thought it was because I need this extra cable that doesn't come with it. Like, it's like a tax for being a new customer. A little bit. I I think it's probably a mistake. I think it probably should have come with an AC. My my main concern about this, aside from that, which is obviously a big one, is that this continues Nintendo's very, very weird, confusing path of naming things. The new 3DS family. I mean, this is this is this has now become a very serious problem. That if you work at a retail store and somebody comes in and they ask you if they can buy something with a Nintendo name on it. Uh, that man should get a royalty because he's going to have to stand there and explain things for 20 minutes. You've got the new Nintendo 3DS, right? 
which is the new Nintendo 3DS XL, not to be confused with the Nintendo 3DS XL, which is old, yeah. not new. Both of them play new Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> then there's the Nintendo 2DS, which only plays Nintendo 3DS games in 2D, but does not play the special new Nintendo 3 new Nintendo yeah. 3DS only games, which will not play on the old Nintendo 3DS XL yeah. or regular. I got then there's the DSi, the DSi XL, and all the other yeah. stuff. It just so don't worry if you got a 2DS. Don't worry, it plays all the 3DS games yep. except for these new 3DS games. It yep. doesn't play those. It doesn't play those, and it doesn't play any of them in 3D. Yeah. Only 2D. Yeah. 2D. Speaking of those new 3DS games, Xenoblade Chronicles 3D is coming April 2nd. Yep. Yeah. So that, I actually didn't play that game, so I look forward to playing that one. Yeah, yeah except that's for pretty I cool. Can't it's supposed to be. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's supposed to be an excellent JRPG. Yeah. Yeah. Very widely, very highly regarded. One of the best of recent memory for sure. Uh, they announced Wave 4 of Amiibos are coming this spring. They include Smash Brothers characters, including Wario, Pac-Man, Ness, Charizard. Yep. Yeah. Is that exciting for you Smash fans? Is, yeah, for And sure. Amiibo fans, you guys are like... It is. It's yeah, I mean, I like collecting all the Pokemon, fans. but I have to spend money for each new one that I get. That sounds great. It's wonderful. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm... The thing about Amiibos is I'm like Jose and Brian in that I've, I'm getting every Amiibo now. That's it. I'm on board. Yeah. I'm getting them all. But what makes me different than those two is you guys were like, yeah, this is great. Whereas I had this weird, like, like I blacked out and ordered them all. Yep. And then it was like, what have I done? <laughs> it was interesting, uh, like, uh, working with you through all that because <laughs> you you went from yeah. being, like, no to being, like, yeah. like cautiously uh well, of, yeah, I really like Pit, so I'll get him. Yeah, I'm a big. Captain so I always saw I saw this as like amiibos are really cool because or amiibo, it's like Lego. There's no plural, because um, <laughs> that would be just too easy. Yeah. Um, uh, it's uh, to me, it's something. It's like as a kid who grew up playing Nintendo games to have like these figure, these really well made figurine representations of characters that I grew yeah. up with. Like I never got a Little Mac figurine growing up. They didn't make those. They didn't or Pit from from Kid Icarus. Like. Um, I didn't have any of those things, and they're really cool to kind of see them as part of the set. Now, it does have a, that addictive neighbor, nature of, like, I bought a few, and then I'm like, oh, I might as well get the whole set. Yeah. But now, and you're, you're probably going to get to it next, the, the Mario Party set of Amiibo. I was actually going to skip that one. Okay. <laughs> let's this, this is where Justin and I, this is where our addiction is truly put to the test. There's a crossroads. Yeah. Because now they, there's a new set, and now there are some doubles from the original set, where Mario, instead of just doing his Smash Brothers pose of throwing a fireball, he's standing there, and he's got his arm in the air. There's a second Mario for Mario Party, a second Mario, a second Peach, a second Bowser, that are in a different pose than their Smash Brothers. And so that's the crossroads. <laughs> that's the crossroads David's I reach today. Well, it's, like, so will these new figures not work with no, any they, other game? They do. Like, the Mario, okay. they're the same functionality. Like, okay. if you set yeah. them on, you know, in a game, they unlock all the same stuff. It's like the same Mario. And so I had to decide. Like, I'm yeah. like, fuck it. All right, I'm getting every Amiibo. I'm doing it. But now there's two Marios. Now there's like, two Marios. That's a problem. I and, can't do it. And so there's one Toad, right? And Toad's in this other yeah. set, but he's not in Smash Brothers. So if you want Toad as part of your collective, yeah. you need to get one of the... Mm -hmm. So that's why I, you and I tweeted about this. <laughs> yeah. And that's what that's my compromise. That's a compromise I've made, is I'm not going to rebuy the same character in a new pose, but I will buy a new character. Like, I'll buy a Mario Party Amiibo if there's not a Smash Brothers Which, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like when people go... I only smoke when I drink. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the question becomes, so I'm only buying one Mario. I got Mario. I'm not buying more Marios. Yeah. But what happens when there's, like, Raccoon Mario? Then I'm like, does he yeah. count as or a it, new... And when they put out Cat Mario, like, you yeah. Like, yeah. I got to have Cat Mario. What are you going to do? Not have Cat Mario? <laughs> it's all about when they release the Green Boot Amiibo in Wave, in wave 20. Yeah. 
I'm like, look, it's, uh, my daughter's got a college fund, but she won't notice the missing $15. <laughs> I got to get that green boot. Yep. And isn't there something funky going on where if you try to use your, your amiibo, your Mario amiibo from Smash, and you try to use it in Mario Party 10? No, they're all the same. I, mean, I don't know that they've officially... Well, they only them. actually hold the data for one game at a time, so you have to wipe the data. Oh, is to, that true? Yes. To, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So, But you can use it as... So some games let you unlock things. So if I took the Mario Amiibo and put it down in Mario Party, it'd be mm-hmm. like, hey, cool. Great. Then you get your stuff. But if I if if that game has some sort of like this thing where you have to build up a character yeah, yeah, like yeah. Smash Brothers, I have to wipe my level fifty Smash Brothers amiibo and start from scratch over here. Oh. Or buy two, or buy twenty, or buy a hundred. <laughs> you mentioned Toad, right? Yeah. So there's amiibo support coming to Captain Toad. Yeah. Can we talk about this already. Uh, which I played a lot of over the break and is awesome. Yeah, great love, game, right? Love love that game. Uh, amiibo support is coming March twentieth. Uh huh. That adds a hidden character, unlocks a hidden character named Pixel Toad. Who you have to find through a game of hide and seek. Love it. Love I didn't it. Know this. They did not show us footage because I imagine they want it to be like a secret. Yeah. Like they the want Toad to Amiibo is like... really cute. I mean, there's a lot of shame involved in being an Amiibo. <laughs> um, oh wow. Because because you can justify like yeah, the Toad's cute. I want him, and I like you know I like Pikachu. He's cute. I yeah. want him. I want the Donkey Kong. But you cannot justify like we fit trainer. No. No one, <laughs> no. no one on planet no. Earth is like, I'm a fan of this character as yeah. a Nintendo fan. The only reason to own that character is just to be like a sad man. It's like, a bad yeah. I, I am totally pathetic. That's yeah. the only, I mean, it's the only reason I have this, this now there's a woman on my shelf at home yeah. doing an impossibly difficult <laughs> yoga pose, rubbing it in my face that I haven't yeah. been in the gym in years. Yeah. I know, I, my wife it's also hard doesn't life. know that I've bought all these amiibos. You yep. just you just admitted it on camera. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she, I don't think no she one will see this. Yeah. We, we can blur I don't your think face. She's a big GameScoop fan. <laughs> just, this is just this little show. That, yeah. But yeah, there are some concerns with this that the Captain Toad stuff might be the first time they're actually sort of paywalling DLC behind an amiibo instead mm-hmm. of it just being additive content. I did hear that there's like there might be new levels or stages or something like that. So um, we'll see how that goes. I'm I'm all for like buying one figure and using it in 10 different games because I think you get a lot of mileage. Whereas if you just buy horse armor DLC that only works for horse armor games. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, toys come to life is a huge thing thanks to Skylanders and Disney Infinity. And there's pros and cons to the way that each company is doing it. I think I prefer Nintendo's approach where you get one figure and then it does something in like eight different games. That's super rad. Mm. Uh, They also announced Amiibo, Amiibo Unlock... Fire Emblem characters. It doesn't sound right to say it that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amiibo will unlock Fire Emblem characters in the upcoming codename Steam. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's the first time we've actually yeah, seen them. they're reprinting one. Yeah, they're reprinting Marth, who is rare. He's the rarest one. Um, yeah, he's the rarest one, right? Yeah. Um, and when you scan them into the game, it it, it, re, it creates recreates them in the game's art style, which is like this kind of like chunky, cel-shaded look. Yeah. So it's really cool because you get to like see your figurine manifest on... Your, on, on your 3DS uh, looking very different than it does in real life. Yeah, it's great. And they also announced, Damon, I don't know if you're getting to this, but uh, they announced a new Fire Emblem. The new Fire yeah. Emblem game, yeah. That was gonna be, which be doesn't have a title. The next thing, which is not what you're seeing here. This is Fire Emblem characters being unlocked in Codename, Codename Steam. Steam. Yep. Which developer. I guess kind of makes sense because it's a turn-based strategy game much like sure. Fire Emblem. Well, and they're both is. intelligent systems. It's the same, yeah. same, yep. div- same mm-hmm. dev. So super excited about Fire Emblem. Part of me is kind of sad that it's not Advance Wars. 
Yeah, they used to alternate. Me too. I mean, yeah. I'm heartbroken. Advance Wars is... I agree, but the last Fire Emblem was such a big hit. It was the, yeah. I think it was the best-selling Fire Emblem ever in the history of the franchise. I would, yeah, I would um, imagine so. And whereas, whereas Advance Wars have been on decline, but I'm a big Advance Wars fanboy. I hope. I just hope it's not gone forever. Yeah, me yeah, too. I, that would I, kill my... I get really bummed about that. You know, I think about like some of their dormant franchises and how there's some that we see all the time, and then there's others like Advance Wars. Where it, we haven't seen it for... They're not even. I'm not even sure they're a support trophy. No, there is. There's the tanks. There is an advanced war support support trophy in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Yes. Did you watch right. this? The Fire Emblem trailer? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I mean, it looks cool. It doesn't tell us a lot about it. It looks very similar to the last game when they eventually get to gameplay. Um, but they do show larger characters, which might be cool, like mm-hmm. larger than like you know, like giant mo- like right. golems or something. Take, like this guy. They yeah. take up more. Than, yeah. They'll probably take up more than one grid. On one, the, one more. The square. And 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 Damon, this game doesn't have a title yet, right? Nope, it's just a new Fire Emblem that's coming to 3DS. doesn't have a title or a release date. It doesn't. It'll be Dawn of Radiance or it's actually Radiant called, Dawn. It's, or, it's new Super Fire Emblem. Yeah. <laughs> new it only works Fire on the new Emblem. 3DS. That's actually a really... I Excel. hadn't seen this trailer. They I didn't was, announce that, but I, that, I wouldn't be surprised. Right? That trailer was very un-Nintendo-like when I saw that CG at the beginning in yeah. a good way. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow. You know, they're clearly positioning this franchise as, you know, something different. But here you go. This yeah. looks... So this is... I like this familiar. sort of like... Uh, this dojo samurai art style. Yeah, I'm getting with. sort of like more of a, an Asian flair to this. Yeah, game. totally. It's I guess they got away from the sort of fantasy world a little bit. I mean, obviously this is still fantastical, well, yeah. but yeah, they, as you say, as a woman's riding a Pegasus. <laughs> <laughs> do they still not have feet? No, they looks like they do. They have, they feet. have feet now. Feet confirmed. Feet confirmed. confirmed with the power of the new 3DS. Exclusive. That's right. That's where all the, all the extra hardware is going. Right into the feet. <laughs> they used to just have little triangular posts. Yeah, they did. That they, they called really legs. Nice. That was all the new, the 3DS and new 3DS news. As for Wii U, the, a producer for Tekken, the Tekken fighting series, mm-hmm. revealed a free-to-download Wii U game called Project Treasure. It's a code name. Yeah. So I'm, I think it's curious they use the term free-to-download instead of yeah. free-to-play. Yeah. I mean, it's you can accurate. download it for free. <laughs> but there's a guy at but. the title screen who's like, give me your money. Yeah. <laughs> That's as far as you can get. Yeah, we don't actually know a That's lot about it. That's the guy it, right? after you've played the game for a few hours. Says, yep. "Look, give me your money." Yeah. He was, he's we always have, there. Yeah, I don't think we know that much about the actual game itself. And I'm sh- pretty sure that's just posturing, right? I think in a lot of ways they've started. Developers and publishers have started to realize that, for better or for worse, whether it's fair or not, the term "free to play" has become starting to become kind of a dirty word for console gamers, anyway. In a lot of ways, uh, I think it's long been a dirty mm-hmm. word. Well, sure. I also think "free to play." I mean, it's misleading, right? Like "free to play" means right. something different than what those actual words mean. Like, right. It should be "free to download" is accurate. Like, sure. It's more truthful. Right. Like, and that's why I've always liked "freemium." Like, that's how I don't mm-hmm. use the term "free to play." The game's supposed to be a four-player cooperative action game, and they said any Nintendo Network user can play as long as your system is connected to the internet. So it's an online-only game. Well, we don't even know like genre or anything, right? Like, I'm assuming like I, what I'm picturing in my head is like a little bit of a more casual Diablo, but he I have no so. idea whether it's like that or not. He hopes we'll look forward to it. <laughs> please look Pl- forward to E3. Please, please be excited. Please <laughs> be excited. For please you. wear sunglasses indoors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no release date for that one. Uh, but out today, the release a game that has its release date today is Super Mario Galaxy 2. Yeah. On the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I have mixed feelings about. Yes, uh, I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I, on one hand, I'm very interested in playing this game because I missed it on Wii U because it came out in a time when I was just, you know what, Wii, I'm just so done. Yeah. Done with the Wii. Yep. Um, but the game's supposed to be fantastic. Yeah, it's mm. great. So I'd love to play it again. But it's not like an HD 
No, that's, and this that's, is so. What's it gonna look like on my giant TV? That's the point to clarify. It's not upright. It, it's the exact Wii version. It's as if the, you stuck the Wii yeah. disc into your Wii U and played the game. They didn't make any changes or updates yep. at all, yeah. including. It, to this the is a 480p game. Yep. Um, it's an excellent 480p it's game. <laughs> it's one of the best 480p games of all time. <laughs> but um, this is really no different than just putting the disc in and playing it. But instead of booting in Wii mode. Right, yeah you can boot directly from the Wii U menu. So this is, is not actually... Uh, it's not emulated. It's not emulated. It's, it's it just actually, needs to switch over to that yeah. side. Of but what system. can you... Can I play it on my gamepad? Well, no. okay. Glad you asked. <laughs> See, this is where, like, if you work at a GameStop, they should send you money, because you have to explain all this stuff. You can only um, use the gamepad for... Because there's other games coming that you haven't announced yeah. yet. But you can only use the gamepad for games that supported the classic controller. And then the gamepad takes over what you how you now, use the classic. Galaxy controller. mostly uses traditional 3D Mario controls, but it also uses the Wii pointer for Yoshi and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And you had to shake um, to do the spin yeah, jump, which and... was just like it's very subtle things, and it probably mostly could be mapped to a dual joystick game. Yeah, but who wants to bother doing that? <laughs> so they're putting the game out. The good thing is that they're twenty dollars, and in their introductory week, they're only ten. Dude, ten so bucks is great. Ten bucks is yeah. an insane deal for that game. Um, and I think for a lot of people, it's it's a good way to catch up on games that they don't feel like hunting down, or if you can't find the disc. Sure. Well, and what I think you're going to get to in a minute is Metroid Prime Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, First, so Super Mario Galaxy 2 is out today, Punch-Out comes out next week, yep. and then Metroid Prime Trilogy comes out the week after that. So Metroid Prime Trilogy is one of those games where I missed Prime 3, and I wanted to play Prime 1 and 2 with pointed controls, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll pick that up with that game on eBay. And like, it's just one of those games that's incredibly rare. And it's 150, 100 to $150 to get a copy of that. Wow. Yeah, wow. They, it was a low, low disc run print, yep. and really the only way to pay that was either through emulation or through dealing with somebody on eBay. So yeah. now if you can get it for 10 bucks for three games, I mean, that's, that's an awesome so deal. It's a lot like Suikoden 2, which is another game that you had, to spend, you had to spend $200, and that was the only way to play that game, and then they released it on PSN for 10 bucks. But yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm very torn on this because, to me, this delays the hopefully uh, dream inevitable release of Super Mario Galaxy and Galaxy 2 HD. Right. That, like, to me, exactly. that, that pushes that down the line by a couple more years. Because I don't see the purpose in putting that game out today in standard definition for $10 and getting a bunch of people to buy it and then six months from now being like, I mean, by no means will this game come out in HD this year. That just won't happen. But I've been asking for a long time. Yeah. Let's get let's get games like Mario 64. Let's get Mario Galaxy. Let's get HD ports of these games on the Wii U. We're doing a feature on uh, the games that most need or we most want to have an HD re-release on this console. And spoilers, like Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 are yeah. the, like the number one game that most need an HD remake. I mean, but it's not it's not trivial to do, right? Because those assets don't yeah. exist in HD. In that resolution. Like they would have to redo the entire game from scratch, and it's like, well, so, okay. Like, well, so, I, I mean, we don't talk about emulation too much on on, yeah. on an IGN, because, you know, we obviously don't want to promote that kind of stuff, but I have seen uh, Dolphin emulators mm-hmm. running Mario Galaxy in HD, mm-hmm. and it does look really good natively, and I think without, like, a true overhaul, I would have, at the very least, like something like that. Sure, let's, but, let's you know, give it an HD pass. Like, yeah. Up-res it. Yeah. yeah, do anything, because right now, those games are going to be stuck in the same situation that, honestly, when I had, you know, when I had my Wii hooked up to my, to my screen, I mean, like, that, that shock of, like, you're talking about, of seeing, you know, Galaxy 2 on your big screen LCD, you know, and it's not up at all, that's, yeah. that's what some people's lives have been with the Wii from really? day one. <laughs> exactly. That's, mm-hmm. that's literally what they've been doing. The only way I've ever experienced you know, Galaxy, as great as it is, is 
480p blown up on yeah. a 1080p yeah. screen, and it's just like as beautiful as the art is. It's just like. Oh, I can't watch well, this. I, I, the gameplay's so good, the music's so good, but yeah. it's blurry. Like, yeah, it just... I specifically remember getting tw- uh, what Twilight Princess on the on the launch day uh-huh. and plugging it in and being like, ooh. ooh and exactly. then going immediately online and hunting down uh, component cables yeah. and then waiting 10 days and they came in and I hooked them up and I was like, ooh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Yeah, there's just not a lot you can do with that. <laughs> we, you know? I mean, I play a lot of indie games, play a lot of handheld games. Like, I'm not... A graphics horror at no. all, but it, it affected the amount of fun I had. Yeah, with that absolutely. Game. Like I, I, it was, it was. Well, here's the thing: did. like really we had, scary. we had Wind Waker HD. Like yeah. that proves that they know that there's a possibility that when yeah. you do that, damn, it looks good. Yeah. And yeah. they know that, and they're there sitting there analyzing that. But we're, that's not what we're getting. So I guess the ten bucks makes it easier. But I want that game in HD. Did, we, did they announce all? Pri- are they all going to be? Uh, so it's ten dollars on Twitch, yeah. so they're all twenty dollars. Oh, yeah. yeah. Twenty dollars for Metroid Prime Trilogy. If anyone out there, it'll actually be ten dollars. It's yeah. first week. That is absolutely insane. And I'm 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 obviously of two minds. It's that's awesome. But I'm also like I've been burned by the Nintendo Virtual Console. Like here we are. We're doing yeah, it. Yeah. We'll see you every week. And then like a month <laughs> from now, they're just like. Here's Clue Clue Land for NES. <laughs> Damn you, Clue Clue Land! So, I can't remember. Did Metro Prime Trilogy support the classic controller? Will it work with the gamepad? So, or was it, I know it had pointer controls and stuff, but I don't remember if classic controls were even an option. That's a good question, because Metro Prime 3 never did. Metro Prime 3 oh, yeah, needs yeah, pointer yeah, it controls. It needs pointer. That's what I was going to so ask. I know, I know they patched pointer controls into 2 and 1, right. but I don't know if the, if the, if the trilogy version lets you play as a, in a classic controller for all three of those. I think it does for 1 and 2. Interesting. But I don't think it does for 3, because that was never designed like that. Yeah. Finally. Just more questions to be answered. <laughs> Finally today, Nintendo announced the upcoming Mario vs. Donkey Kong, which I'm excited for, uh, will be their first cross-buy game. It's funny that I was, 3DS cool. saying, Wii U. I was just saying, I think on last week's scoop, that it yeah. sounds like a you know, 3DS game. Called so it. Now you can have both. It's not one or the other. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that sets a trend for the future, because I feel like they've got to start doing that. I mean... And- just representing more of a unity between the entire Nintendo network. I mean, even with this, it's not actually going to be like you buy it here and then it appears yeah. ready to download here. It's going to be a code they give away. But still, I give them credit for taking that first step. Yeah, that's a good first step. There was a very definitive moment last year where I went to download like Shovel Knight. No, I think it was. I think it was like one of their classic games. Like it was like Link's Link's Awakening or something like that, or yeah. Link between you know um, Link to the Past. I think on my 3DS, and I was like, I bought this on my Wii. And I bought this on my Wii U. Yeah. And now I have to buy it on my 3DS. And I backed out of the eShop and I said, you're done. Like, cut yourself off of this. Stop giving them $30 for the same game three times every year for the rest of your life. Yeah, and I, think, I walked away. I mean, I like the idea of, in a perfect world, like a gaming utopia. Like, this would give people options. Like, I consider Fire Emblem a portable franchise. Yeah. Like, that's a 3DS game. It makes sense on the 3DS. But what if I'm at home and I want to play it on my Wii U? Like, why not? Why not just give me that option? Like, why can't most games be cross-buy? Yeah. Well, like, so they tried it. Like it was, it was close with Smash, but they did enough between those games to make them feel. Yeah, all like, the stages are different. The yeah. trophies are different. Yeah. And, but um, like the core game is there, and yeah. a lot of the modes are the same. I mean, some are different from here and there, but like they they argued that they couldn't. They, there wouldn't be like a cross buy potential on that one because they were such different skews. I consider them super different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would like to see most Nintendo games. Like most games that come to 3ds. Like, why not just give me the option to play it on my Wii U? Because my theory is they'll give you three. Uh, <laughs> they'll give you Fire Emblem on 3DS, and they'll give you the Wii U version. And it'll have like hats in it or something like that. And they'll be like, oh, I gotta yeah. charge you sixty bucks for that. Sorry. Yeah. So, lots of Nintendo announcements today, and in classic Nintendo fashion, some of them are exciting and some are frustrating. <laughs>
Follow me now over to the Xbox One. Here we are. Okay. Here we are, <laughs> Xbox One. Are uh, you happy now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I grew up with Nintendo. I have some very fond memories of Nintendo. But man, I'm like you're even saying. I just some of their business practices and their decisions just. Yep. Uh, last year at E3, Microsoft announced a new Xbox One exclusive from Platinum Games called Scalebound. You guys remember this one? Yep. This is the uh, debut trailer that they showed. Now, uh, Ken Law is a producer at Microsoft Studios, and he's been talking about this game recently. He says, he said, did you hear this quote this week? Yeah. yeah. He said this game has the potential to be game of all time. So it's worth pointing out, this is, <laughs> this is on a podcast, and like in the context of that podcast, he's laughing. Like it's not like this is going to be the game of all time. Like it's kind of jokey yeah. in that sense. Uh, so just because. It just seems like yeah, a yeah. dangerous thing to say. Uh, because certainly, I wouldn't say this about the GameScoop audience. The GameScoop audience is all, all a bunch of very cool people. Mm-hmm. However, there is a portion of the gaming audience that I wouldn't call uh, forgiving or reasonable. <laughs> or, uh. And like, if you say something like this, and then when your game comes out and it actually isn't game of all time, I think some people will remember you saying that and may give you some, may give you a hard time. Though. Yes. Yeah, I think that might have happened before. Yeah. I mean, there's industry. almost no way that this quote works out in the game's favor, right? The gameplay is going to be revealed. Is this game of all time worthy gameplay? Like, it's going to follow this game, you know, yeah. any time that we actually, uh, you know, the reviews come out, the I, gameplay I'm, trailer comes out. I mean, it, it was sort of like, you know, humored hyperbole. I wouldn't really yeah. say that this is... I hope that's how people take it. I, I think... I think Damon's onto something, and they, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it, a lot of people got mad at it. Yeah, they couldn't have possibly. I mean, I, I think Ken Lobb is a lot has been around long enough to not yes. pull a Molyneux on this one. You yeah. know, like I think that's you know. It's like all he's really say. saying again. He's on a podcast. It's it's in an it's interview. Informal. All he's saying is, I'm very very excited. What yeah. I'm seeing yeah. is shaping up to be awesome. What's crazy about Scalebound is it's trading on the hype of its you know developer you know Platinum. Yeah, so we don't just, know anything about it. No, I mean that trailer looks awesome. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, they just put out Bayonetta 2, which was Game of the Year last year for a lot of people. A lot of people yeah, really sure. love that game. It's uh, a different team making this game, but same, you know, same developer. Same developer. Um, he also said, in another quote he has, um, sort of hinting at what we can expect for the game, he says, what does Platinum do well? That's what they're building. What do we, Microsoft Studios, do well? That's what we're adding. So, kind of, I mean, when I think Platinum, Platinum I think crazy over-the-top action. What, ex- action. what does Microsoft yeah. add? That's an interesting uh, question. Like that's money, part, <laughs> right? That's the part of the quote I didn't understand. Is I'm like, I think Microsoft Game Studios makes a lot of excellent, high quality games, but they mm. don't have like a thing. You no, know, like, no. At least not as far as not as far as the gaming audience is concerned. I think yeah, like, average Joe viewer online components. Like I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like N- Nintendo. Sort of has their pedigree of of like colorful characters and whimsical yeah. art worlds, and Sony has their. Like hardcore gamer, and then we take weird risks with like quirky Japanese sure. indie games. Yeah, Microsoft still hasn't, and I don't. What's it been? How many years has it been since they came with the Xbox brand? Ten. Ten. Yeah. I mean, they still More. don't have their like. More. It's a Microsoft game, unless it's Master Chief. <laughs> but, but even so, there you go. You just figured it out for us. Master Chief Master is going to be that's, that's yeah, your Master Chief and <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> Microsoft Game Studios has a spottier record than you know first party Nintendo Studios, or I would say even first party Sony Studios. Absolutely. There's a lot of MGS games that I love, including you know uh, Phantom Dust, like uh, oh, all kinds yes. of stuff. But yeah. uh, but they are more up and down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I don't know. I don't know what that means. Maybe it just means like budget and Western sensibilities, right? Like yeah. Platinum's games are very Japanese. Yeah. Um, you know, and that turned a lot of people off to like Bayonetta 2, so maybe it's 
maybe speculation. Maybe it's going to be like that kind of over the top, crazy third person action, but from a little bit more of a Western perspective, or, or maybe a more widely palatable perspective mm-hmm. of some kind. Sure. So it won't be the Xbox One's Blue Dragon. Yeah, sure. That's actually a reasonable. Is, I would love it if it was the Xbox One's Blue Dragon. That would make me very happy. <laughs> Blue so Dragon right. is uh, another spoiler. We're doing a feature on um, last generation's underrated gems that mm. you know games mm. that just didn't get enough attention, and Blue Dragon's one of them. Yeah, I love that yeah. game. Uh, all right, I expect we'll hear more about Scalebound at E3 this year. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hi, listeners. Hi, guys. Girls. Dogs. Uh, <laughs> listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Eric Wallace did. He says, I'm a big fan of the show. Wish it was an hour and a half long. We gotta, we gotta go to the bathroom. Why not go a full 24? Yeah. Let's, just be, let's just do this. He says, I have both Play the Dark PS4 Souls. and Xbox One and have since day one. Lately, though, I've not had reason to turn on my PS4. With my Kinect, I can drop out of a game to any app instantly, switch to my TV, between Sunset Overdrive, the Master Chief Collection, some smaller games like Telltale, Telltale Episodes and Limbo, I haven't had reason to pick up my DualShock. Exclusive content with games like Assassin's Creed Unity, Dragon Age, and Call of Duty will keep me there until The Order 1886 comes out. Are you reading a press release? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this reads like marketing speak. <laughs> Basically, I have plenty to play with my all-in-one entertainment system. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, this is not... That was... Uh, my question is this. Where are the first-party exclusives that have made me love PlayStation since the 90s? And I know they have indies, and I enjoy them, but I'm not getting my God of Wars, Ratchet & Clank's, Gran Turismo's, etc. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Sony's had trouble keeping a regular pace of content coming, for sure. On the first-party front, yeah, but I think yeah. they've, they've done a good job of sort of, like, suffocating that. With this shotgun approach of, or masking, I should say. There's enough third party and indie stuff happening up, uh, on the platform that make things seem like the party's really busy. But when it comes to first party stuff, like, yeah, it's been a huge disappointment. Yeah. Huge so disappointment. I actually put together a handy PS4 exclusive tracker here you for you. It. I gathered. Exclusive. Yep. I gathered every, every PS4 exclusive coming I could find that has been announced. And note, these are not timed exclusives, these are not console exclusives, not even like PlayStation uh, family exclusives where they're also coming to Vita. These are only PlayStation 4 exclusive games, and I found 23 of them. Coming, just that have been announced. <clears throat> yep. The problem maybe that Eric is uh, worried about is that only, not many of them are, are, are yeah. AAA games, and only two have release dates. It's also worth pointing out Only that two have released uh, Drive Club is actually fixed and working now, but that was you know one of their yeah, big fall games. That was games. meant to be one of the big pillars. And yeah. was a big yeah. bust when it launched. You know, so it's like, and the order looks, you know, again, it's a game I said I'm waiting for the reviews. Maybe yeah. it'll be great, but it's looking a little bit shaky you yeah. know, leading into the launch of that game. So it's like you hang your hat on certain things that maybe do or don't pan out. Like, what if Halo didn't turn out to be great? You know, then where would the Xbox have been? Yeah, so, exactly. That's just the nature of how it goes. Like, they have no exclusives. And it's like, well, no, they made some bets that didn't quite pan out. Um, so the Order 1886 is the first, is the next exclusive mm-hmm. on the horizon. That's mm-hmm. February 20th. And yeah, then... So, so soon. Yeah. yeah. But then March 24th, they've got Bloodborne. And that's a game people are super yep. excited about. Mm-hmm. But that's it for dated, <laughs> dated exclusives. Now, there are other games we know about. Coming this summer is Until Dawn. 
which we have gameplay footage of here. Which one's that again? That's uh, the that's horror, the horror kind of choose your own slash. Oh, right. Choose your own adventure. Terry, who I don't really think that they really captured her look that perfectly. So this is the one that was originally announced as a PS3 game, and then went dark. Like it was one of those games that you never expect to yep. come back, but then it did come back in a big way, and it looks awesome. I remember this now. This is the one where you're like in a slasher movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you're kind of making like all those uh, you know, like split second decisions that you're yeah. always criticizing the protagonist for not making properly. When you yeah. watch one of those movies, you're going to be making all those. Or maybe decisions. in Cabin in the Woods would be a better example, <laughs> minus like the final. Well, I was going to say if it turns out like Cabin in the Woods, you'll definitely see me on day one playing. That oh yeah. yeah, like with all the horror tropes, like it's embracing them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this looks super rad. And then there are two exclusives coming this fall that we know of: Disgaea Five. Yeah, which I'm super excited o- for. Only me and Damon care. <laughs> That'll be awesome. And of course, Uncharted Four. Yeah. Right. Should be coming this fall. But now, that's it for exclusives that even have a release window. So there's like, whatever, 17 more games here, 18 more games that are just TBA. Yep. They include games such as Alienation. Awesome. That, now that, I would argue that that is actually a really important title for, uh, for them. Because you know, following this is Housemark. I guess I didn't yeah, even ha- realize that some of these games, like I didn't know that the, I already forgot the name of it, the horror game, uh, until, until Dawn? Until yeah. Dawn. Like, I didn't realize that was a PS4 exclusive. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this looks like the game that they went into in Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> Housemark is a big, is a big important developer for them. And yeah. not, well, they're not yeah. physically big, but, I mean, the, this company has not made a bad game yet. Ever? They, I don't think they've ever made a bad game. <laughs> and that's, you know, I don't want to jinx them, but, you know, Look Dead Nation. This looks. This looks amazing. It's, it's like Dead, obviously, from the name, it's like Dead Nation, but with, you but know, it, with Aliens. I think yeah, it's it going to be super it, rad. It really does look rad. I'm not wild about the title, Alienation. Um, it, it sounds really generic, but this game looks awesome. This looks really fun. Just like classic twin-stick shooter. They call it the spiritual successor to Super Stardust. Oh, my yeah. goodness Ooh. gracious. And, and, really, and really Dead Nation. I mean, I'm surprised they would yeah, no. say that's Super Stardust. Really, that's like the it's, obvious connection what it is. <laughs> is the next in that series, but oh, yeah. Super Stardust. Like, there's not that many developers that can trade on just their, like, Gosh. reputation. Yeah, and Housemark is one of the... Yeah. And especially for being so, such a relatively small studio, it's impressive that literally they have... A, Everyone who knows that studio knows instantly associates that name with quality. I so. probably spent a hundred hours playing Super Stardust HD. Oh yeah, that game's so good. And Wrestle Gun. Oh my god, Wrestle Gun. Oh, man. Was great too. Yeah, I remember the movie and TV show Alien Nation. Yes, with the they were they were all bald, but they yep. had the, the weird thing. They got drunk there. off rotten milk. Yeah, that was, wow, that was a weird <laughs> show. Why are I don't remember that show, but why are most aliens like depicted in movies and TV show naked? Humans wear clothes. But aliens always were, just show were, up they, in their they skin. They were close to aliens. In they were show. bald yeah. though. Bald is the is the weird. The, we we don't have the assumption that aliens can grow hair. Right. They're always asking, bald and they're often not wearing clothes. Yeah. Just in shows and movies in general. Isn't that like half a step away from asking why they don't all, all have like two arms and two legs? I mean, like you know, clothes are like a human thing. We don't it know, is a, we it don't is how a weird, rock. It is a weird thing to to assume that they can create sophisticated technology that will allow them to travel to distant worlds, but they can't make pants. Yeah. <laughs> why don't they wear pants? Or maybe they're enlightened beings yeah. who know that pants. Are the worst ever. Literally, our clothes are just are are keeping us (laughs) keeping us down. That's a fair point. I take my pants off as soon as I get home. (laughs) Really? So I'm in that club too. I'm right with you. Hate Uh, hate pants. Capcom has deep down, right? Their free to play multiplayer dungeon crawler RPG. Yeah, it's insane. Like it's it's Dark Souls, but it's free to play, and it's multiplayer. Yeah. Like. 
how bizarre. Like, not in a bad way, but I'm just serious. I'm super curious to find out how it turns out. Right. Because so, the Capcom logo might as well be a question mark these days. Capcom? It's, yeah. Sadly, <laughs> yeah, it's sadly true. I mean, I love that, love that yeah, studio. They've created a lot of things the crazy twist. Really, but Yeah, it's, they're doing an Assassin's Creed That's here. exactly what I was going to say. Is this is some Assassin's Creed level yeah. of uh, when that game was announced, there were little hints and clues that maybe it had this sci-fi thing, then that ended up being the entire game. And then yeah. deep down, it's super similar in that way. Uh, I mean, what makes or breaks this game will be the free-to-play element of it, the yeah. free-to-download element of it. Um, wow, you know, is that barrel? Yeah, is Barrel's it gonna confirmed. Be, <laughs> is it going to be exploitive and take advantage yeah, of, so okay, you know, here's a boost if you want to get through this crazy hard part, or will it be reasonable and fair, um, you know? Yeah, so. imagine how differently people would feel about the brand of difficulty that Dark Souls brings yeah. to the table if you could buy your way around it. I think mm -hmm. people would feel really manipulated. That's always the big problem with any free-to-play game. It's like, is this section of the game hard because it's hard, or is it hard because here's where, you know, they want people to start transacting right. and spending money? And once um, that thought enters my mind, that's it, it's over. Like, yeah. my experience isn't good anymore even if it's a question. You know? So, but if there's no gameplay, you know, maybe it's just going to be like outfits and cosmetic stuff or, you know, who knows? Um, if they do it right, this could be great. I am mesmerized at how cool some of those bosses looked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. this stuff is just bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's deep down. There's also, everybody's gone to the Rapture, which looks cool, but we yeah. don't know a lot about. But I like what I've seen of that one. Yeah, it looks to be another, you know, first-person exploration game, you know, probably heavy on. Dare you say an FPX? I've, that's a term that I had never heard before and is now everywhere. FPX. Yeah. First-person exploration. Oh, yeah. yeah, I actually like that. Who Do you know where that specifically got coined? Hell. Hell. Yeah. You don't like it? The dark, it's, it's a little, you know what it is? It's not terrible. It's a little marketing speaky to me, but, uh, you know. I want to figure out, someone must have written an article or something, because I'd never heard FPX, and now I've heard it, I think, like 10 times this week. Yeah, it is kind of blowing up. Maybe it's trending on Twitter or whatever the kids are following. <laughs> so is, days. like, Far Cry 4 an FPX? That would be that would be a shooter. FPX would be like a game without con like so gone like home. like Gone Home, right, Gone Home. Gone home. Oh, yeah. Think Gone Home. Because you explore in Far Cry, you do. But you also shoot, yeah. right? Yeah, I think the you term is reserved for the games. Uh, yeah, the ones that the ones that don't have combat. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, like the Gone Home, and now there's all kinds of games like it. Yeah, Far Cry is te technically an FPE. Dear Esther, games like that. No, First person not. elephant riding. Ah, okay, got it. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, there's Fat Princess Adventures. Another mm. game in the Fat Princess series. Which is yes. an FPA. <laughs> don't laugh at that. It's really good. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I don't, this is, it's not, I, I don't know what they're doing with this. I wrote, I like, I, I wrote I, a preview of it for, uh, mm. after I was at uh, yeah, the PlayStation PSX. Experience. And I gotta say, um, I'm a little bit concerned. It's kind of like a you know, co-op action RPG uh, light. Mm -hmm. You know, very, um, it doesn't, it doesn't have all the same charms I felt that the that the original had. Um, the art style is kind of different. Uh, everything is shaded in a different way. I don't feel like the colors pop quite in the same way. It doesn't run as silky smooth. But then again, the game is early on in production, so who knows? I just I felt like the original Fat Princess uh, within the realm that it was in, in this kind of competitive multiplayer realm, it was kind of different and doing some different things. It had and so much personality. Too. It had yeah. so much personality and so, so many mechanics that made it feel distinct. But I don't feel, like, if you didn't tell me this was a Fat Princess game, I feel like it could be any other mm. kind of isometric hack and that, slash. That did sort of feel like an afterthought even in that trailer. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate, like, some of the sensibilities in that, like, sort of claymation art style. Yeah. But um, I do really like the original Fat Princess art style. Probably more. So yeah, I do. I'm torn. 
There is N++, which has been a long time coming. Cool. Yeah. Is, is it an actual new, brand new sequel? Or is it, you know, because there's N+. Plus. Yeah, and I, so I think this is... I want to point out, these, gra- these graphics are only possible with the power of the PlayStation. Are we seeing right? a level creator on the screen? Yeah, so there's level design. Or this is either how they generate the level, oh, okay. or I assume there'll also be a level design for us, too. So, I mean, N Plus is an incredible yes. downloadable game. Yeah. I guess I missed That was from, for Xbox Live? I, uh, yeah, originally, that, that was, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it, came, was, yeah. it eventually came to, like, you know, handhelds, and it, it ended up... Well, well, so N, the original N was like a Flash game, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and N Plus it, was originally XBLA, and then eventually made its way to other consoles over time. Yeah, um, I feel like I played it on DS, even. Yep, that's yep. what yeah, it's on the version, DS. Yeah. Um, it's a fascinating trailer. It was so... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I didn't pick the best B-roll. <laughs> but I'm just waiting for him to jump through it. There we go. And hey. started the trend of... It certainly wasn't the first game, and you can trace anything yeah. back, but sure. like we wouldn't have Super Meat Boy without right. games totally. like N+. We would not. Like, it started that trend of like brutal, precise, ultra-hard platforming uh, mm-hmm. that like demands 10 seconds of precision. Yeah, Dust Force yeah. yeah, as well. I'm super pumped. I guess I totally yeah, missed Force. it. Dust Force. Dust Force. Yeah, I remember that one. PS4 exclusive on that one. Interesting. There's a game called Rhyme, R-I-M-E. It looks yeah. so good. Do you have the Rhyme trailer? I did. I, I ran out of time. Uh, Rhyme looks so... Is that, is that the one from the uh, the uh, the French guy? Uh, the, <laughs> the, French Rayman, guy? the Rayman creator? No. It's I not can't, that one? I don't oh. think so. I can't. Um, Michel Michel? Michel? Yeah. yeah. No. Okay, no. Uh, Rhyme looks like a, like an indie Zelda, basically. Like a gorgeous Zelda game with, uh, like, the trailer is so full of emotion, even though there's no, like, dialogue in it. Just, like, this boy running through these fields. Like, it's terrible for me to try to describe it, but look up the Rhyme trailer. Um, it it's, was, it's definitely Wind Waker-esque. Yeah. Yeah. It's really That's beautiful. Really it struck cool. a lot of the same chords. It looks really beautiful, and I, I it's just striking. Like, it mm-hmm. stuck with me after I watched it. Hey, Justin, can they watch that trailer on IGN.com? Go to IGN.com and search Rhyme in the search box. I'll do that. AOL keyword rhyme. Uh, <laughs> there's a, a remake of Shadow of the Beast. Shadow of the Beast is an old, like, early 90s game. I feel like it was on, like, maybe even TurboGrafx-16. Sound, that sounds right. Uh, I'm kind of ashamed yeah. that it's not ringing a bell yeah. for me. There's right a remake now. of that game coming exclusively to PS4. Watam, W-A-T-T-A-M, is a new game from the Katamari Damacy guy. Right. That's another really funny trailer. Yeah. Drawn to Death, which... Yes, uh, which I which I played yeah, was uh, announced at PlayStation Experience. Yep, the, I got to play a good David, bit of it. Is that the David Jaffe? That's Jaffe's yeah. new. It's a it's like an arena shooter and totally unhinged. Uh, such a cool art style and just the way the way that they weave they even try to weave story into the multiplayer is interesting because it's not with uh, not with cutscenes or anything like that. It's just um, kind of baked into the world. Like you you look at things that this boy has written in his notebook or things that have been drawn in his notebook by other people who are kind of part of his life. And you start to unravel little bits about the drama that's going on in oh, his see, life. See, I didn't realize there was all these story elements. There's a lot. There's a, there's a lot there. When I was talking with David at, uh, at PSX, um, I don't want to go into specifics because he doesn't want to spoil things, but... Uh, there was a lot of there's a lot more gravitas there than you'd think. Like you can totally just play it like an arena shooter and go around. And if you do that, I mean, the weapons are just totally funky and out there. Like, so think- we, th- we actually haven't said it out loud. The big thing about this game is the whole art style is sketchy and it looks like yes. a 13 year old boy's like just insane notebook of right. like beasts that make no sense yeah. with arms coming yeah. out everywhere. Not just any 13 year old boy, like an angry one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like that dropped into. That's the video game art style. And what's kind of controversial about the game is I think it's four players max. Oh, it's asymmetrical multiplayer, right? But well, it's, no, not, it's not asymmetrical, no. It's, no? It's, well, it's, no, it's class-based. Arena, 
Uh, it is class-based. Yeah, okay. it is class-based. Yeah. But it's got a very, very small character count. Maybe it's like six, but it's very small. And I'm sure it's like built around that. But I've just yeah. seen a lot of people kind of a little bit on the fence because it's not going to be, you know, the 16 players or whatever that people But are each of those it. characters has so many different unique mechanics yeah. to them. And the way those mechanics interact with each other, like there are characters that are specifically, like I have a special ability that specifically only does extra damage or stops a special ability of one other character. So team compositions in team games are going to be super big big deal but aside from all the depth might be four I think it's four. cool that there's actually so much story content to kind of wrap your brain around I think anyone who can remember being like 13 and heartbroken or in love or getting bullied or anything any of those things will probably find a little section of that world or one of those levels that makes you go like, Ooh. no super Ooh. cool when I was 13 what if you were bullied by your love <laughs> that's that you were me actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's a Joy Division song really <laughs> by your love <laughs> <laughs> Grand Turismo 7 is supposed to arrive either this year or next. You think most likely next? Why are you I just laughing? <laughs> no, because we're, we're reaching, we're all kind of reaching that age where it's like, you know, okay, so you remember Spaceballs? Yeah. When, 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 oh. when they're like, and now we're going to review Rocky Five. Yeah. That was, that was it. And it's like, that's what I feel like we're approaching <laughs> now. It's like, you know, this is like, yeah. uh, like, like eight, eight, 18-year-old us was like, imagine if they have Gran Turismo 4 and like really, like, you know, yeah. the numbers. For me, that was with like when they, I think it was like Mario Party 10 or something. Like <laughs> yeah. You stop numbering them. Yeah, you got to start, you got you to gotta do the colon. Yeah. Mario Party, colon, you know, or, or you yeah. Wild, cool, Wild West. Fun Island. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What all cool developers are doing now, though, is you just drop the number. Yeah, yeah, oh. just, just Mario Party. It's yeah. called Mario Party. <laughs> uh, it was either at Gamescom last year or TGS, they announced a new Hot Shots Golf. Yes, that makes me so excited. Awesome. I, cool. I, I love, I love I can totally series. play a new Hot Shots Golf. Yep. So good. It's that one of those things where, really like, good. that's exactly, like, I gotta be in the mood for it. Just, like, I gotta be in the mood for Thai food. I don't want it every day. But I do enjoy no. it tremendously. Yeah. I enjoy Hot Shots Golf, but it wears out its welcome, and it's been a few years, and I'm ready for it to come back. Once I tee How long off has it been since you had Thai food? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> so once I tee off on, those, for, on the first hole of a new Hot Shots, that's uh, it. It's like in the veins. It's, it's just like, like the best moment. I can't stop. Yeah. I can't stop. There's a game called Hunger. I don't know. I've, I don't know. We're definitely getting into the weeds here. Yeah. Oh, no, there's, uh, there's, something, there's something that, okay, well, keep going. There's, I'm, I'm waiting for you to say something. Tearaway Unfolded. Mm-hmm. That's a PS4 exclusive. Yes. Even though, I mean, it's different enough from the Vita version. I think that's I think. a lot of games that people missed on the Vita. So I'm glad that it's getting another chance at life. It's supposed yeah. to be really charming. A lot of people vouched for it, but you know, if you don't own a Vita, what are you going to do? So um, Sony apparently felt the same way. Give that game another shot at the success it deserved. There's something called Vision Eck. It's one word intercapped. Vision spelled with a V. No. Secret. I don't know. There's a game called Wild. Maybe that's the game I was thinking of. Mm, no, you're... Which one's wild? Anyway. Great year for PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. These are PlayStation exclusives coming sometime. Well, like, there's a lot of these games, you're, you're like, tickling my brain, because I watched all the PSX trailers, and I caught up on that news because I was not working that day. Uh, I skipped, did I say The Tomorrow Children? No. That's another no, one. you didn't. That, and that one the looks interesting. It's like, these are games that I vaguely remember, like, reading about, but then I They, can't. like, appeared once in their scissor reel during their E3 indie yeah. games montage or whatever. Uh, TBA for 2016. Two more games. What remains of Edith Finch? Right. Anything? Anybody know anything about that one? Um, so it, 
They showed a trailer of it. Yeah. It was it was in the sizzle reel at PSX. Is that the unfinished Swan developers next? Yes, game? it is. It's, yeah. their, it's their next one. So they're another like twenty sixteen for that one. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, we're in twenty fifteen now. Yeah, I know. That's still very. We're very early in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. This is a long this, time away. The story setup sounds very interesting. It's a person returning back to their hometown for a funeral, mm. where that basically PlayStation Experience game. Yes, yeah. and basically all the, they are the last living. Their family line is cursed. And they've all died. Like, they all die, these horrible deaths that are kind of unexplained. And she's the last one of her family. And she's returning back to her Jeez. hometown yeah. to go to the last funeral and presumably learn more about what this curse is. Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting something, you know, really clever and sort of heady. And, mm-hmm. you know, if Unfinished Swan is any indication, um, I think, you know, yeah. it's definitely one to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys are, are geniuses. They're, and they're yeah. really, really great dudes. I've talked to them on several occasions. And Unfinished Swan, I think, was such a treat. Um, yep. So totally looking forward to that yeah, one. It's a really special game. Yeah. And Without Memory has been announced for 2016. Mm. That one I couldn't tell you anything about. But... What I could tell you something about, and I guess it's not on your list because you said this was only PS4, like just PS4 exclusives, not PlayStation Family exclusives. Mm-hmm. But I was hoping you would mention a game called Helldivers. Yeah, uh, I'm aware of that one too. Yeah, because yeah, Helldivers <laughs> looks super sick, and yeah. I take every opportunity I can <laughs> to tell everyone that they should be looking out for that game because, in terms of like multiplayer co-op, that is going to be that is going to surprise a lot of people. It's the business. Yeah, it is, it is the business. So uh, there's a, an unbelievable amount of tactical depth and customization. There I can't that, believe it. Yeah, you can't. You won't be able to. I promise you. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go, Eric. That is 23 exclusives coming to PlayStation 4. Only PlayStation 4. True exclusives. Three of them are AAA's coming this year. I know you probably want to get. They probably want a. Uh, Got a war, and you got a war. That's probably what the. Well, it was Uncharted, The Order, and what were the Bloodborne tri- and Bloodborne are the three triple A's. Yeah, yeah, and we know that a new God of War is coming, and we know it's been under development for a while at Sony Santa Monica. Uh, it just isn't going to be coming this year. We don't have any uh, real solid info on when it's coming. Prediction: I think this is a good candidate to just be God of War. That'll be the. the it's a good candidate to just get the name God of War. So otherwise, what's the number? Five, so, six. so they have not. Well, the number would technically, by number of games in the Do console you count series, the handheld ones. If you're going by numbers on the console series, it would be, I guess, technically five because Ascension yeah. was the fourth one. But yeah. if you go by chronology, they haven't talked about exactly when it's going to fall yet. They've only given us one detail, and that it is absolutely not in any way, shape, or form a prequel. Okay, so we know that they have confirmed it is not. It is not a prequel, but. They've also been dodgy when asked about, well, is it a sequel? When does it happen in the timeline? I have a feeling because... We, we talked about this. We yeah, speculated we, we, about We talked this. about this. You know, after there were some unfortunate layoffs at Sony Santa Monica, there were talks that, uh, from Sony that the phrase they used is that sometimes a big franchise just needs, to, you know, needs a reboot. And they didn't mean it in the literal sense of like, you know, a big franchise needs to be rebooted in the typical sense of the word. They really meant it needs another chance or it needs to start fresh yeah. kind of in terms of leadership or direction. Yeah. But given how vague they've been about whether or not it's actually a sequel and they've, been, they've ruled out prequel, I have a strong feeling that it's actually going to be a reboot. Yeah, I mean, there's what I would like to see is have them tackle Norse mythology or something else. Like yeah, you can have God cool. of War, you can have you know kicking 
the ass of all these gods without it being Kratos and without it being Greek gods. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, he's, really uh, there's no gods left to kill. <laughs> They're all gone. He's out. He's got to move on to a different pantheon. Yeah. I don't want to see him before he ripped off their heads the first yeah. time. Right. And then put them back and then before rip them off. Like, or when he's in high school. No, I don't care. I like yeah. your idea a lot. I've never even thought of that. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Before we go this week, I want to show you this. Toho Studios in Japan released the first teaser poster image for the new Japanese Godzilla film. Oh, man. Now, I think this looks cool. However, I will say, you know, uh, it's been 10 years since we've had a Japanese Godzilla movie. Yeah. Last year we had the Hollywood one that was a, a big hit. And I think like, Godzilla is a very, like, uh, uh, je- the Japanese have a lot, a lot of pride in this thing because it's a worldwide phenomenon that they created, yeah. their thing, their monster. So when that was a big hit, they announced Toho would be making a new Japanese Godzilla film, and they wanted to like show the world that we can still do yeah. Godzilla like no one else. So, but this looks cool. But like, I could make this yeah, <laughs> with my totally. own rud- very rudimentary Photoshop skills. Like, I could have made this. So maybe, Photoshop, Damon. Damon this is MS like, Paint. I know. This is Paint. Maybe it's, it's gonna be like, maybe it's gonna be like gritty. Maybe it's I gonna mean, be like. Okay. Maybe. Like, maybe it'll be the equivalent of, like, The Raid, but Godzilla. Yeah. I don't know. Where yeah. there's, like, a 50-story building and Godzilla just goes from floor to floor fighting everybody <laughs> in it? Because I would watch the hell out of that. Yeah. That's not exactly what I meant. <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm, I'm looking... I would still really like to see the Japanese take another yeah. swing at the, at the kaiju market, you know, that they sure. kind of... They are in that they, of, they created really. Yeah. They are yeah. in a tight spot because they they almost can't make it big well, the, budget and slick and nice because then that makes comparisons to this Hollywood movie that aren't fair really even. Yeah. You know, they don't need to be Just made. Japanese movies, their budget doesn't come anywhere yeah. near uh, what Hollywood movies budget. Yeah. Is, so, so I think they almost like, have to take it in like a little bit more personal direction. Yeah. Well, you can't put a guy in a suit again. Or can you? Oh, think can you? Yeah. <laughs> See, I think maybe go the, dip, go the other way. Just make it really campy. I don't know. Yep. That could be fun. Anyway, that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Brian. My name is Damon, this is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.